Hello and welcome to Random Chats. My name is Daniel and today we are watching the rest of Jurassic Park. Now if you saw my last episode, we're basically doing a commentary on the Jurassic Park films, starting off with the first Jurassic Park. Now where we left off, uh, we are in the scene where Grant and the gang meet the sick Triceratops. Um, and first off, just to say whilst I paused, uh, the Triceratops here right now is stunning. I think it's one of the one of the best sort of practical effects that is in this film. I think second to the Velociraptor. I do like the T-Rex, but I think due to its size and activeness, there's a lot less to see of it. But this Triceratops plus the Raptor costumes, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Anyway, let's let, let's begin. Let's start off with continuing it. There we go. Oh, oh Angron asks Harding if he can touch the Triceratops. Yep, Baldoon tranquilized the trike earlier, apparently. So there's that. Ah. Stunning looking creature. <laughs> I love it. Tim's trying to be a good actor, but as a kid actor, you don't really get a lot of facial expressions out, so. Yeah. Alright, Ali's crying. There's like a lump on the trike's tongue, which is gross. Is that a fingernail or is that like pus? And there's Jerry Harding. Looks nothing like the, uh, the Telltale game. God, that's so cool. It looks so real. Stan Winston Studios definitely did a good job on it. I mean, bloody hell, it looks good. Apparently the pupils are dilated, but I can't really tell. It isn't. They're not dilated. I can't tell. Trikes in the distance just behind Ellie right now, and they're looking at the plants. And then they gotta go look at poop. The tracks poop. Jeez. Droppings. Like Malcolm talking about dino droppings. Oh, and there's the storm that's coming to the island, and they're like, they're gonna have to stop the program. It's nearly seven, apparently, because like apparently the last boat is going to to leave in like five minutes, says Ray Arnold, in the security system. So Nedry hasn't got a lot of time. And that is one big pile of shit. Mm. 
Hey, Malcolm said it. That is big. The trike didn't look nearly as big enough for this. It looked like quite a small little creature. Malcolm's gonna make a joke saying to go wash hands and stuff. Nope. to <laughs> Grant steps in a uh, poop. Trike poop. Nope, thunder. A lot of that, that trick they did. Nedry goes on the computer, uh, clicks a button to basically shut off a few systems. Um, and then the storm opens up, and it's quite a good effect they did in the film. You might hear random background stuff, because there are random noises going on in the background. I do not live alone, unfortunately, so, yeah. It's got like 15 minutes to like get the DNA over. So he has not got a lot of chances. Oh. Hmm. Hammond says, Two no shows and one triceratops. So, one hell of a first show. So, that must be the order, because last time I was discussing the way the tour guys go. So, it definitely goes Dilophosaurus, T Rex, Triceratops, which is interesting. Executing debug island overview. He's got like one hour, did it just say? Look, one minute. He's got one minute to steal the embryos, apparently. Oh, and now it's night time and stormy, and they're driving back to the to the T Rex paddock. Malcolm or it sounds like a bit of a playboy right here. Ex Mrs. Malcolm's. That's so funny. Oh, and Nedry's gonna go. Steal the embryos which is next to the security office. When like Hammond are and all that. That's weird.
Hmm. They're literally stealing the embryos. I'm going to have to pause this to see what animals they've got on here. Because they've got quite a few dinosaurs on here. Oh, I can't see that. That looks like... Tyrannosaurus, Gallimimus, Proceratosaurus. Oh, stole some Velociraptor DNA. What's the other one? Stegasaurus, that's spelled wrong, and Metriacanthosaurus. Weirdly enough, there's one after Metriacanthosaurus that either looks like Spinosaurus or Baryonyx, I don't remember. It looks something like that. It looked like something small, small words, not a big old long name. Oh, and the cars have stopped. Malcolm talking about Sattler being single. Or asking. I don't know. <laughs> All the systems are going off. Unarmed paddock fences. And there's a hoover in the background, so if you guys hear that, apologies. I'm, I'm trying to be slightly louder. Yep, and Nedry's now trying to open the park gate, because there's a manual override for it. Yep, there is hoovering in the background. I do apologise if you can't hear me. Because um, obviously this my device can pick up background sounds, and it sounds pretty loud. Yeah, ne Nedry's desk is ugly and filled with crap. Oh, I'm just talking about the raptor fences, which are still on for some reason. Yeah, I never know why. Why, why would you keep the raptors on but like let the T-Rex out, for instance? That that, that doesn't make too much sense. Yep, Nedry's gone through the gates. This looks like the one towards the helipad. It's a different kind of gate. I thought it was the park park gate, but it looks like one that heads to the helipad. Nedry <laughs> just crashed into the East Dock sign, so that didn't help him. Because now he's lost. Now they're trying to access the security. And it's going to be like, ah, 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 you didn't say the magic word. Ah, ah, ah. Permission denied, and you didn't say the magic word. And then the animatic comes over. And Nedry has people in Cambridge, which is interesting. And there's a wet goat, poor little baby, out in the rain. Yep, and now they're stopped outside the T-Rex paddock. Literally, like, right outside it. So, obviously, the T-Rex thing's going to happen.
it's Gennaro being a pilk, you know, talking about the night vision goggles with like their expensive point back and it's like, but Hammond spares no expense, so you know. What's the point in your argument? Oh, the goat did his last bleat. He did his meh, and then he vanishes. You don't hear the goat after that, because it's been eaten. Oh, never mind, I heard it just now. Still alive. Hammond collected... Uh, no, not Hammond, sorry. Grant just collected some rainwater. Ooh, the thunder. We're getting the famous scene with the cups of water. This one's a good scene. But Murphy's just looking at the water. Yeah, because he feels the tremors of the T-Rex coming. Ooh, there's a T-Rex coming. Oh, God, it is coming. Yep, thunder. My gosh, yeah, T-Rex is coming. It's getting louder and more known because Gennaro just woke up. And everything's shaking, which means the T-Rex is coming. Gennaro's saying maybe it's the power trying to come back on, but no, it isn't. It isn't. Where's the goat? And then the goat's leg smacks. Oh, there's the T-Rex's claw. There's two-fingered arm. And there it is. That is... Bloody hell, that T-Rex looks good. It's a good-looking T-Rex. Mighty fine looking T-Rex. Lex bitching about Gennaro leaving and he's running off to the toilet. Is that when you gotta go, when you gotta go? <laughs> I freaking love Jeff Goldblum. He's such a good actor. And just a general right guy because he's also like a jazz musician and like funny as all hell he's so i've never met him personally i wish i could so badly but you know the only real actor i've ever seen is andrew lee potts who is famous for his role in primeval which is a another dinosaur related thing it's a show the t-rex has escaped in all its huge ass glory Love that T-Rex roar, that infamous roar, that lit, it's the most famous sound ever, to be honest, that roar. <laughs> and then Lex is stressing, because Grant's like, yep, you can't move, don't move. It's vision's based on movement, and then there's Lex trying to now, like, wiggle a torch around to try and get the others to know. And the T-Rex sees it. I love that change. It went from animatronic head to CG creature walking towards them and then back to animatronic head again. So that's pretty cool the way they've done it so fluently. God, that's a good looking animatronic. It does jitter a bit, a little 
robotically, but again, that is because of the rain. Um, it is well known that the rain has affected this scene because um, the water goes into the animatronic and all that. But almost every T-Rex scene has rain that's got a model like this. It's rain like in The Lost World when the two T-Rexes are going to push the trailer off. Um, it's raining. But uh, what other animatronics? Animatronic the animatronic T-Rex in Jurassic Park 3 was different. There's no rain in that. Nor the one in Fallen Kingdom. Oh, T-Rex is now trying to push the... Lex and Tim's car because they're trying to turn the light off now this scene kind of terrified me as a kid it was always a bit of a scary daunting scene T-Rex crashes its face straight through the roof gosh this is a good film yeah oh yeah uh Apologies if you guys are probably wondering, like, well, why is it just me? Uh, I haven't got anyone with me today, obviously. It's just myself. Um, I would have more people, but uh, the people I asked, basically, didn't want to do it. I asked one person before, whose name's Theo. Um, he was in the first episode of our podcast. Um, he wasn't available. In fact, he really didn't just answer me, so I'm dealing with that. Plus, the other person I asked, um, he, he wasn't available. So, yeah. The car's being flipped. We've got animatronic T-Rex on top of it, and it's going to get pressed into the mud. They're all getting muddy. And Grant's going to come out with a flashlight. And the T-Rex just knows. He just stares straight at Grant like, oh dear. And then Malcolm decides to be an idiot and like gets his flash, get a, a flare out so he can attract the T-Rex to him. Makes no sense. I think he's got a tattoo on his arm. On his right arm. Yep, gets rid of the flare and then guess what? Yep, there you go, T-Rex now knows it's there. Now it's going towards Gennaro and we get the infamous Gennaro being eaten from the toilet. Gets killed sitting on the toilet. Yep, just Gennaro casually sitting there. T-Rex stares him down like, hello. Then he gets eaten. Grabs and then swished about, which just looks awful. Oh, so good, but so awful. I mean, imagine that. That'd be awful if it happened to anyone. And Tim is stuck because the car is literally just on top of his legs. He can't get out. And then Lex is screaming because the T-Rex is right in front of them with his big old foot. Such a good animatronic, but the rain obviously has affected its motion, so it gets all shaky sometimes or not as not good movement. CG again, and then animatronic. I love the change it goes from like CG to animatronic so easily, so fluently. I mean, obviously you can tell the difference, but it's quite fluent. And T-Rex is trying to flip the car over because it can see Tim, I think, or something. Or smells Tim. Oh, and Grant and Lex are going to jump off the, for some reason, meter-long, like, f 
several feet tall cliff face that is the T-Rex pen. And the car's being pushed against it as well. What the hell the T-Rex got? Because there's a little bit of a barrier. And you'd have to push the car over the barrier for it to go over, so the T-Rex must have done that. But still. Yeah, and the CG car. Lex and Grant are trying to grab the other wire now, and the car goes down into the trees, and then the lovely T-Rex roar. My favourite one. There you go. That's a good one. And now we're back into the security system. Oh, and would you look at that. Ellie's there now. White rabbit object. I guess that's just a hacking method. I don't know. I don't know anything about hacking. I mean, I, I, I'm good at IT. But computer programming and hacking and stuff ain't my thing. So, you know. Hammond stressed because he wants his grandchildren to be safe. Uh, I think this is where I got off to last time I watched the film. Not before this podcast, obviously. I'm, I'm watching the whole film from you know beginning to end. Oh yeah, apologies for it being a two-part. Uh, um, basically, the program I'm using only allows like 60 minutes, which is an hour, obviously. Um, which means I have to cut it into like two parts, basically. Uh. Oh, and there's Nedra, he got himself stuck. And this is where we get to see the infamous Dilophosaurus, which is a juvenile. He's now going to get the, the winch to the jeep and he's going to try and pull the jeep down from where he is on this waterfall cliff hill thing. <laughs> There's a cartoony swish noise when the jeep falls down. I've only just heard it. It sounds funny. God, for a film that was made in like 1993 or 1998, somewhere between those two, it's an impressive film still and it's you know 2020 now so it has been like several decades like three or four decades now Dilophosaurus and the Dilophosaurus is like a physical puppet so there's no one in it or anything so when you see it hop around it does kind of look like a puppet there are other technical puppets but most of them are like costumes and animatronic large-scale stuff Now this scene is kind of accurate in the novel. There is a scene like this with the with Nedry and the Dilophosaurus, but uh, Nedry gets kind of ripped in half, and his intestines kind of spill out. And the novel's a lot more gorier than the film. And the Dilophosaurus here, Dilophosaurus here is, is quite small. Um, is technically a juvenile. Um, there is a bigger version seen in Jurassic World as a hologram that's it's more it's it's bigger size so it isn't accurate it's just a juvenile and Nedry's now gonna go grab a stick to play fetch with it I'm just kind of like no it just wants to eat you 
It's a good puppet though, it looks so good. God, such a good film. I thought the guy who plays Nedria, I thought he was in the 1998 Godzilla film. I'm wrong, I think. Because it's two different characters, I think I'm thinking of. But they look similar and sound similar. Oh, Dilophosaurus is about to use his frills. Yep, and his frills are sprayed out, which is inaccurate. And it spits venom too. There you go, right in his eyes, and it's like, ugh. It's quite a dry spit too. But yeah, and the Barbasol can infamously falls into the ground. Never to be seen again, really. And then the Dillo manages to get into the, the car. And the bubble soul can is now in a muddy puddle, getting drowned by mud. Never to be seen again in the franchise, or mentioned really. You don't see it in the second one. It's not mentioned in the third one, nor seen. Even though those, the Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 are a bit different because they're set on a different island, obviously. But then Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Not mentioned or seen at all. And... Grant is now going to climb up on the tree to go get Tim, who's in the car. Uh, uh, where am I in this film? Am I... I think I'm slightly over halfway looking at it. Oh, and the quality just dropped when I touched stuff. That is... Yeah, that got shoddy. Yeah, it got really shoddy. Hey. Well, let me pause it and play it. Yeah, my quality just dropped. Weird. The quality on my screen just dropped a bit. It's a bit. Ah, there we go. It's back again. That was weird. Must be when I paused it. Tim's in the the dropped jeep that's stuck in the tree, and uh, he puked, which is great. He threw up. He does not look too scared. It's more to stress that he threw up rather than the fact that he just kind of went flying thanks to a T-Rex. Grant twists the steering wheel, which twists the car tyres, which ain't great. My tree is leaking. I just noticed that because the rain's fake, obviously, it's not real rain. Um, one of the trees has got a hole in it, in the branch, and it's just like pouring with water, leaking.
Yeah, it's funny because Grant's like trying to basically make Tim happy about climbing down the tree, and then they have to now because the car's going to go down on them. Go down on them. That sounds weird. Fall down on them. There you go. That was very close to his head. And now they have to run. Now they're running because the tree's the car's coming out of the tree, so they have to go quickly before they die from it. That is a good tree. Is it a real tree? I think it's a prop tree. Must be. And the car's going to just land on top of them, but not hurt them, obviously, because they're at the roots. They're back in the car again. So at least we're out of the tree. <laughs> ah, now the better scene where Ellie and Muldoon are now looking for the gang, uh, Malcolm and the lot. Um, and they get chased by the T-Rex later on. Because they find Malcolm. Janara's obviously ripped in half. Grant's run off with the kids, so... Yeah. We found Malcolm, and he put a turnrick on? I don't know what that is. Basically, he put his belt around his leg to hold in place the muscles or wound or whatever. And the T-Rex is roaring. And they get Malcolm in the car. And then they find the other car on the boat at the bottom. That fence is completely broken. And they find the other car, but obviously they're not in there. And obviously Eddie's a bit upset because Grant's basically her boyfriend. So, yeah. yeah. And they found the footprints. Oh, thudding of the footsteps, that means Rexy. Malcolm saying there's an impact tremor and he's he's alarmed because obviously the T Rex. Now they have to get in the car because Rex is literally through the tree. There she is in all her CGI glory. <laughs> Must go faster. To be honest, obviously the CGI model looks a bit different in quality, but it's pretty accurate to the animatronic. 
think the colours are different though. I don't recognise the striping on the animatronic, but on the CG model there's stripes on her. On Rexy. Yeah, but otherwise apart from the obviously downgrading quality in comparison to the real life animatronic to the CG model used in the film, they look pretty accurate. There you go, they drive away and they get away from Rexy because Rexy isn't fast, but if it was a Velociraptor that could clock it like 50, 60 miles per hour, then they're screwed because the fastest a car goes is, is I mean, obviously they had to rev it to the max, but it's a Jeep, so that'd be difficult. But yeah, and now Lex, Tim and Grant are going to climb up the tree. These kids are a comical duo. Because Tim obviously just came out the last tree and he's like, I, don't, I hate trees. And Lex is like, I, I, I don't, they don't bother me. And it's like, you weren't in the last one. And now they see the Brachiosaurus. And there's three of them. And if I remember correctly, which I do, obviously, this is the scene where Grant um, calls for the Brachies to come over to them or notices them. Yep, now he's going to try and call them up. Sounds so weird. Makes it sound like a dating service when I said that. Grant tried to call up the Brackies. And all the Brackies notice, and then another one shows up too. Show up. Well, and then Lex is like, don't let the monsters, like, get over here. And Grant's like, they're not monsters, they're animals. And to be honest, that is quite a dilemma, because they're not... They're genetically modified creatures, and they're, they're, but are they actually animals or experiments? And then, obviously, that comes up in future films like Fallen Kingdom. It's like, well, are they really animals, or are they property to whoever owned them at the time, which is Maserani, not injured? So, you know, if you think about it like that, then that's quite an ethical dilemma. I mean, obviously most people think they're animals, but they are technically property because they're not on any endangered species list or any animal list because they're technically extinct and they're not technically dinosaurs because they have genetic modification, they have the genetic traits of frogs and all that. So are they therefore then like a new species or they are a dinosaur? You know, it's, it's confusing. It's like a, a dilemma we have with cloning mammoths. Obviously, you put elephant DNA. Is it actually a mammoth? Technically, it is because it has the genome. But obviously, with the filled-in gaps with the, with the elephant and the embryo being placed into an elephant, then uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not necessarily a mammoth, but like a new species, which is like half mammoth, half African elephant, or Indian elephant, or whatever one they were choosing. Ooh, Grant just drops the raptor claw on the ground. I would so take that claw. And now we're in the toy shop in the visitor centre. And those lunch boxes are sick. I so want the blue one. And possibly some of these kids t-shirts that they have. Oh my god, they've got a making of Jurassic Park. It's a book. So it's not about like the making of 
the park in the universe lore. It's like the making of the film. Because <laughs> it has Don Choi on it or something. Don Shay, Don Choi. I didn't really see it. And that I think that's one of the, no, the writers in the actual making of Jurassic Park book, which I have in my in my possession. Oh, and there's Hammond scoffing up ice cream because there's a crap ton of ice cream that's melting. Because the power's gone. Yeah, so Hammond reckons the kids are going to be fine because obviously Grant's a dinosaur expert. Hammond talking about a flea circus. Oh, gosh. I love this franchise. It's so good. It's kind of a shame that we're almost ending soon, you know. Next year, technically speaking, is Jurassic World 6. Well, Jurassic World 3, Jurassic Park 6. It's the end of the second, the Jurassic World trilogy and the end of the franchise, to be honest. They haven't spoken in length about future projects. They've got series that's coming out, like this year, I think in the summer, we're getting Camp, Camp Cretaceous on Netflix, which is an animated dinosaur show in Jurassic World. And then they want to do a live-action one, but that hasn't been confirmed, nor is in production, I think. So, to be honest, once this last film's out, well, we ain't got much. It'll be technically the end of the, the trilogy, the end of the franchise. Which is a shame, because it's like the best thing ever. Hammond's trying to say, like, next time will be better. And it's like, there's a next time, but there isn't. There shouldn't be a next time. Apologies if you can hear background stuff, so it's like more than one person in my house. <laughs> and all this, they're moving around and talking and stuff. gonna have some more ice cream because <laughs> there's a ton of it and now it's the morning of the weekend so Sunday it's now Sunday morning and we wake up to Brachiosaurus oh that is a good animatronic animatronic Brachiosaur model it is good Oh, Lex notices. That is a good model. Blinks and everything. I don't know if it breathes, because... Might do. It's a Vegisaurus. That line. Everyone getting excited, because it's a 
Brachiosaurus. That is a good model. I think the blinking's a bit... In comparison to the others, it doesn't look so lifelike in comparison, but it is still pretty damn good. Because it's a different skin texture, I guess, which probably makes out why it's so different. Now it's eating and Lex is trying to touch it and then Lex gets sneezed on, which is brill. Oh, and there's the CG, the CG model of the head. The only time we see that. It looks looks pretty good. Definitely a different colour because the head's grey and then the CG model's all brown and it's like, what? And then they're walking through the forest and Grant looks down and there's raptor eggs. Velociraptor. Yep. He gets surprised, looks down. Whilst Tim and Lex are arguing about Lex being a hacker. And then there's some eggs. But the animals can't produce, because obviously all the animals are female. But as Grant says, they've got amphibian DNA, so they're technically able to change their gender. Because they're asexual. Which is, uh, interesting. Talking about African species of frogs that are able to just change their gender from male to female to female to male, so that is interesting. And as Ian Malcolm rightly said, life found a way. <laughs> and then there's Malcolm in this position, this sexy hunk position that everyone's been turning into a meme which Jeff Goldblum actually loves because he loves how funny all the memes are he's got one of Grant putting his head against Malcolm's tummy for some reason just like with the Triceratops scene which is funny Now they're talking about shutting down the system so then they can reboot it to get all of Nedry's hacking stuff done. turning off the system everything's going to get shut off and then it's going to be rebooted and hopefully it's all alright but then they have to go to the bunker weirdly enough 
turn it all back on. Press the main switch, they wait a little bit and the system's ready to reboot basically. Ray goes over and it's like yay. System's back online basically. And they're confused because like the reboot worked, but obviously everything's still turned off, so they have to go to the main shed. The maintenance shed. Has all the supercomputers and electrics and stuff in it, I think. And Ray's now going to run up to the bunker, whilst these guys are going to go to the emergency bunker, which is, you know, in case of any apocalypse and stuff like that, or a tornado, they go into the emergency bunker. And now we're back with Alan, Lex, and Tim, and lo and behold, I heard a Gallimimus, which I think are the. Unfortunately saying that's the worst looking animals in the film, they are pretty low quality. Um, there's no animatronic model, it's just the CG model and they look really... They don't look good. Yeah, so now they're talking about Gallimimus is flocking there this way, so at least now we can see if they're any better quality closer up to the camera. Yeah, nah, they don't look too good. I can't even tell, like, eyes and stuff. Yeah, again, no doubt, going a bit too fast for me to actually tell. Um, yeah, the, these fellas, the, the, this animal isn't really the, the better quality creature. I think the rest of the animals are better, mainly because they're bigger as well, so obviously able to put more detail in larger creatures by the looks of it. Yep, because the T-Rex comes in and then snatches up a galley. And then the galley still looks awful, but the T-Rex looks brilliant. Even in its CG model. There's a galley in the distance looking back at the Rex going, oh, there goes my cousin. So funny looking. Oh, and Grant's like, you'll never look at birds the same way again. It's like, nope. I've never done. As a kid, I never have looked at birds in any way that looks normal. I can always see a dinosaur when I'm staring at a bird. Cuidado. My Spanish, I don't know what that means. Uh, but everyone's in the bunker now, except from Ray, obviously, because they're waiting for him, and he's taking longer than expected. Because he did. Because the raptor paddock is shut down. Because that's one thing they didn't think about. When Ray turned off all systems, it even turned off the electrics of the current running fences. So the Raptor Paddock is gone! And now they're getting their shotguns loaded and all that. Yeah, 
Hammond's just like, I think I can work you to it, but I don't think Ellie believes. <laughs> Ellie believes in that. And Hammond's now doing a sexist joke saying, you know, because... Sexism in survival situations, I love it. This is sassy. Muldoon and Ellie now are out of the bunker, and now they're going to head towards the, the maintenance shed, and they're just about to walk past the raptor containment thing, and lo and behold, the raptor paddock is broken. The raptors are out and escaped. They're all over the park. Even though there's, I think there's only three or four of them, roundabouts. Said so originally there was eight. Ah, uh, and then the big one, the new one that went in, killed like three or four apparently, and two left. So it was like three of them, surely three or four. And Muldoon's saying like, oh, Nedry isn't stupid enough to shut down the Raptor paddock, and I was like, it's it's not Nedry's fault because Nedry. When he shut down the system, the Raptor Paddock was the only one that wasn't affected. That's what Ray said, because they did a security check on that very quickly. It was Ray who did it, because he shut off everything and then rebooted the system. So obviously the Raptors took advantage out of that, because they're intelligent little suckers. But yeah, oh, and I've now just realised we're approaching the 50 minute mark, so... We ain't got long until this thing's going to moan at me, saying, oh, you're close to the 60-minute mark. Which is a bit of a shame, because I've got 27 minutes of the film left, so I have to do a part three. Yep, and now Ellie's doing, like, a jungle gym run towards the maintenance shed whilst Muldoon's sitting in the forest because he knows there's a raptor around. Hilarious. Boom. Ellie's made it in. He's now trying to figure out where Ray is as he's in the shed. And now Hammond is going to attempt to do some navigating for Ellie, which is super funny. I wonder if any of these like scenes from the original film can be redone in Dominion, Jurassic World 6. I think that would be cool. Like, if there was, like, an electric fence someone was climbing or there was a small little maintenance bunker or something that, you know, Owen had to go into because uh, an evil organisation has, like, raptors and they're trying to let them escape or something or someone's captured the blue because blue's out and about, so, you know. That would be sick. And then... Uh, Grant now is like, I think the power's off, and he's about to fake joke that he's being electrocuted by the fence. <laughs> See Lex and Tim are like, what the hell? And Grant's trying to see if he can fit through, and the T-Rex is behind him. Uh, the T-Rex is now behind them because I, I think they're technically in the T-Rex paddock like on one of the outskirt perimeters. If not, then they're in, I don't know. Uh, I think this whole bunker scene with Ellie in it, I think it, it's a good horror-esque kind of thing, you know, jump scare and stuff. 
I think if they did a modern version for the new film, that would be sick. With, like, a new animal in it. I mean, you know, like, Carnotaurus just hanging out in some guy's factory. That would be sick. Now Grant, Lex and Tim are climbing over the fence and obviously if everyone's already watched the film uh, Tim gets electrocuted. Who do think that I'm so close to already going past the 60 minute mark again? I have to make a part 3 for this, honestly. Yeah, again, sorry that obviously I'm alone and obviously I'm not talking so much because I'm actually enjoying the film. And yes, this is terrible. And yes, I'm probably like the worst person to watch in a podcast. Uh, I'm new to this. I'm not as experienced. Uh, but I'm trying with what I got and what I can do. So please don't judge. I'm very amateur at this. I've never made a podcast in my life. This is the first time doing it. So... Ellie is now charging the high voltage thingy because they're rebooting the system manually by pushing the buttons. So push to open, push to close. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, because now he has to turn them on and off. Yep, now there's an emergency sound because basically the, the electric fence is going to be turned on soon. I think it's funny because there's a quote where Hammond's like, oh, no, it's a, every major theme park has its issues, you know, Disneyland, Disneyland didn't, like, half the attractions didn't work when it started. And then, uh, and then Malcolm's like, yeah, but the Pirates of Pirates Cove don't eat the tourists. I like that one. That's funny. Obviously, I'm very too used to this. I've seen this film more than twice, definitely seen every one of those films more than twice to be honest I think Fallen Kingdom's the only one I haven't seen like majorly yep and Tim just got electrocuted and basically thrown onto Hammond uh, thrown onto Grant I keep mistaking Grant and Hammond together I don't know why uh, and Tim is not breathing so he just died oh and jump scare oh no we're on jump scare Raptor comes in, and I'm gonna pause it there. Um, mainly because I've just hit the the 60 minute mark, um, which means unfortunately I'm gonna have to end this episode of the podcast. Uh, I do hope you enjoyed it. Part three will be coming. Um, sorry if it's terrible. I'm new to this, but I hope you did enjoy it in some capacity. And uh, yeah, I do hope to see you guys in the next one. Obviously, I can't hear or see. Or I don't know if there's comments available and stuff like that. But yeah, hopefully you guys listen to the next one. All right. Bye. -a.